Well, good morning. Sarah and I were talking about good morning just a minute ago. And I thought to myself, does anybody ever say bad morning? It's just kind of, or whatever. It's always a good morning. Well, you know what? That's biblical too because with God it's always good because God is always, always good no matter the things that uh, we face from day to day. Uh, before I get started this morning, just uh, like to uh, thank the uh, church body for giving me this opportunity and just to see what the Lord does in the direction uh, of this church as far you know as with a pastor and um, like I said before, I'm just walking by faith and and, and and just trusting him as as we all are. And uh just I covet your prayers as, as just through this time and um and that God'll be uh uh glorified uh whatever uh, the case may be, and ultimately that's what we're all looking for. That's what we're, that's what that's what we want, and um, and uh, just uh, praise the Lord. How just continuing how God works uh, in each of our lives, and so again appreciate appreciate for those who have been praying long. Uh, don't stop praying. And uh, don't stop praying for one another. We need each other. And not even in times like this, but in times of things when things are seemingly okay. Because when things are okay, we know that there's probably something else that's on the way. Because we live in a fallen world and where there is pain and there is, and but it's as I just mentioned a minute ago during testimony time. It is those times where we see God work in incredible ways, and all we can do is just bow before Him, kneel before Him, and just and just praise Him for who He is. So. Uh, with that, let's uh, op- uh, start with a word of prayer. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, Lord, you know our hearts, our greeting before you this morning. And, and Lord, we know that, that it's okay to grieve. It's okay to be sorrowful with one another and uh, during a time as such as this. And Lord, we just thank you that you are right here with us. It says in your word that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, I pray that we would not be um, discouraged or distraught um, with the, the home going of Noah. Lord, that we would just even draw closer 
to you. Lord, because it just makes us continue to realize how fragile life is and, and what a gift it is and how that each and every day, Lord, that we might use it for your honor and your glory and service to you by encouraging one another, by loving one another, uh, reaching out to one another, praying for one another. And Lord, I pray that through this time, Lord, that, that this would just bind our church even stronger in you, in our love for you, and in our love for others, and uh, within the body, and, and uh, outside this body, and the need for those that we know and uh, of in the community and those that we know of in just the space that we live that need, that need you as their Savior. And, and uh, we, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for the comfort that you have given so far. Lord, we just once again pray for the Archibald family. We just uh, thank you for the comfort that they are receiving uh, from you through other people and through your word. And, and Lord, this may they continue to know your comfort and your presence, Lord, in their heart and in their life. And, and the Lord, we just pray especially for, for Rachel and the loss of her husband. We just pray that uh, you just might uh, continue just to fill that, that void in her heart in our life, and as uh, and also, Lord, we just uh, pray for John, Lord, and the emotions that he is going through. I just pray that he just might be able to uh, uh, give them to you, to to trust you, to know your love for him, and and that your way is is what's best. And 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 Lord, we just uh, thank you. Uh, for um, that which we are now going through, Lord, because this was not a mistake. This was planned. And, and Lord, we just pray that through this, Lord, that you would re- that honor and glory would just be given to you. And we ask these things in name we pray. Amen. Well, it's a new year. It's a new year, Twenty. 21, and I don't know, you've probably heard a hundred times and seen posters or t-shirts or stuff on social media about good riddance 2020, you know, the things that, that have happened this past year, this past year, we look forward to a new year, and and that's and that's you know all you know well and good and but we need to learn from those things. I know that we we continue to to move on uh, with with the Lord and 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 we have these benchmarks this time period, but you know with God there's no benchmarks because He is. He's the great I am. He's present everywhere. And, um, and, uh, and so as we look, as we face a new year or different things, what we tend to do is, is look back 
look forward. As believers, we look back to things that possibly that the Lord has, has shown us, encouraged us, maybe even uh, corrected us in. Uh, we look forward in the sense of growth in our, in our, in our spiritual walk with the Lord and, and desiring to see him to, to continue to, to move forward. And, you know, even in a sense of a time as this, it's so important for us as the believers to continue to move forward, to continue to press on, to be, like our verse says, be, you know, um, um, be of good courage. Just keep going. That verse in, in, in Deuteronomy it was, I'm sure you're all well aware of that portion of scripture where Moses is telling the people that he's not going with them. And I could just imagine the distraught of those people, their leader, their one that, that they have followed and through thick and thin and through different things. And all of a sudden he says, you know, I'm not going. He says, you know, be strong and of good courage. And and then right after that verse, the following verse, I believe it's when Joshua comes on the scene. And uh, Joshua is made that new leader of a new time. And and so, you know, be strong and of good courage. Speaking of, of moving forward, Philippians in chapter... Chapter 3, this is not our main text uh, this morning, but just an introduction over in Philippians and in uh, chapter 3. <clears throat> These aren't going to be new verses uh, this morning. These are going to be common ones, but yet I think important. It says, Brethren, I count not myself to have I apprehended, but this thing I... This thing I do, forgetting those this, which things are behind and reaching for those things that which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many be perfect, thus minded. If anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal this unto you to... New Year to the whole thing of of back going back and forth and as believers forgetting those which things are behind and those 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 you know sins and different things that we have over we have with this to forget and to keep to keep pushing on the um, the difficult time may be to to uh, stay forward in our walk with him to continue to uh, have our fellowship uh, grow closer to the Lord uh, as we look at a at a new year benchmarks are set sometimes we look at the past and see you know where we were at spiritually a year ago this time versus where we're at now are we growing closer to the Lord and uh, in order for spiritual growth, our eyes, <coughs> excuse me, 
our eyes um, must be focused and our and one's mind must be stayed on the things of God. And so are our eyes becoming more focused as well as our minds more stayed on the things of God? Or when things come up unannounced or this kind of thing, what do we do? What do we, you know, what do we do? And do we, you know, uh, how, how do we handle those things? And it's so important to keep our eyes focused on the Lord. And, you know, uh, there could be major changes in this country in the months ahead. We know that man's heart is waxing worse and worse. And hopefully in the days ahead as things, you know, I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but we know this, things are going to get darker. You know, when, when, when the Lord comes, shall he find faith on the earth? You know, what's the state of the, what's the, state of the church going to be as a whole when Christ comes? I don't think it's going to be doing too well. <clears throat> and so, <clears throat> excuse me, as things, get, as things continue to get dark, one thing that we do realize is that our light gets brighter our light continues to get brighter. And so and that's why it's so important that it was that that all these things are are happening and different things to say God what are you doing and what's going on? You know, God is still drawing mankind into himself until that trumpet blows. And uh to uh bring his church home. But but until then, we are to be remain focused on the things of the Lord, regardless of the uh, trouble. Think of this the story that, or Paul's journey uh, to Rome on that ship caught storm. And that boat, um, I don't really know how big it was, but it was a fairly large dugout or like a little fishing thing. It was a good-sized ship, I believe. But and a massive hurricane being ripped to shreds, and Paul told the people, will be spared on this ship and you will make it and we need to stay on the ship and and push and see how and and see what God's going to be doing our our text for this morning is once again a common one but it's, it's uh, I was asking the Lord what to what he would have for us this morning given uh, given the new year, and and as I think of the new year, I think of you know continuing, continuing to to push forward and to continuing to to grow in Jesus Christ and not get slack and not, but 
just getting stronger and stronger and challenging ourselves because it seems like the danger in our Christian walk and uh, I look out among us and most of us have known church since we've been since we've taken our first breath it seems there's not a time where we haven't haven't known the word God or or Jesus Christ and there's to be a tendency to become apathetic to be tend to kind of like well we've reached this plateau so we need to strive as harder as hard say a new would or we because we already have certain doctrines laid out and we are solid in this and we are solid in that and you know we're good but that's a lie of our flesh and a lie say we need to Continue to press on and continue uh, to learn and to know and to strive because we uh, all in nature. Because if we don't push our our nature, our fallen nature is going to take over. And so, um, in Colossians in chapter three, and starting in in verse one, it says, "If then, or since then." Uh, be risen with Christ. Seek on those things that which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things of, on earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with God, or excuse me, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye shall also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, uh, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which sakes the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which also ye walked in some time when ye lived in them. But now also ye put off these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing ye have put off the old man with his deeds. And having put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him, where neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ it is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect God, holy, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, ye do, or excuse me, so also do ye and above all put on charity which is the bond of perfectness and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which ye are called in one body and be thankful just as a little note this little tag at the end and be thankful. To remember 
to be thankful. Even this morning, the loss that we feel, to thank the Lord. Remember those words? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because our life is not ours. Our breath is not ours. It's God's. He created us. You know, we have a timeline. And whoever he deems to take home or allowed to be taken home or whatever the circumstances may be is that we remain to be thankful because the time that we don't start stop being thankful for something these other things that were read that we are to be putting off we'll be struggling with it's for when one when you are truly thankful that that is where there is real peace because and real joy because for one to be thankful is to say okay you've given this to me I am thankful so you, I'm giving this, that release and that control really think about it so chapter 3 and verse 1 it says in verse 1, if then ye be risen with Christ. If then ye be risen with Christ. Here we see that in order for, the, for spiritual growth and for one's eyes that must be focused and stayed on the things of God, there must be a change, a dramatic change. One must go from death unto life, predicated on this. It says, if then ye be risen with Christ. And so therefore, then one must be dead before one must be risen, correct? One must be dead in their trespasses and sin and to, and, and to trust Christ as their personal Savior. Gee, um, this here is being obviously written to believers. So the Apostle Paul, written to the Colossians here, he's in, he says, since then, or since you know that this is, this is founded on your, your being risen with Christ, is that, and meaning that you are alive to, unto him, and that you are dead to yourself. And that Christ is our life, that Christ is our life because Christ paid your life. Um, I read. I forgot where I got that from, but that's a quote from some somewhere. But anyway, Christ is our life because Christ paid our life. That risen, being risen with Christ, is because Christ died, and that he and that he rose again, and that we have uh, uh, been redeemed. Um. Uh, Romans in chapter, Romans in chapter six. Once again, j- just to remind us here, and and to uh, to have our focus on what Jesus Christ has done for us. In Romans in chapter six and verse eleven, it says, "Likewise, ye reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through our Lord Jesus Christ." Once again, it's it's, it's through alive. 
through the our our risen Savior, that we are uh, alive unto Him and being dead to ourselves. And it's important, obviously, to recognize this because I believe that's the context of this, uh, given. Um, uh, given the uh, the uh, portion of scripture this is dealing with here, that what Paul, the apostle Paul is dealing with, and we continue to see here that Christ is our life, that he re, that he redeemed us, and there is numerous verses on this, but but uh, one verse uh, that really stuck out to me. Uh, re- um, uh, in, stu- in, in, in the study here is over in Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. And verse 9. Verse 9 and it says, in, in talking about our Lord Jesus Christ, and he says, and they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood of, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and, the, and, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign upon the earth. Alright, and so these are the saints of God praising God for that He is able to open to take to open up this book. Because uh, just in context here, uh, the uh, John in this in his vision here he saw that uh, no no man in heaven or on earth, or excuse me, in verse 3 there, no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book or neither to look, even look at the book thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to, to open and to read the book or to look therein. And then the elders said unto me, Weep not. The lion, the tribe of Judah, the root of David, prevailed to open the book and to loosen the seven seals. Our Lord Jesus Christ and his work on the cross caused that he is the only one worthy. And so that we are redeemed through that, through his, through his uh, shed blood on the cross, um, in Colossians, in chapter, in in uh, Colossians, in chapter two, uh, Colossians chapter two, verse twelve, it says, "Buried with him in baptism, wherein ye are also risen with him through the faith of the operation of God." Who hath raised him from the dead, when ye are also risen with him through the faith of the operation of of God with him, God's plan and God's setup 
of sending his son to die, then that we, as one accepts Christ, we are risen with him. So just as Christ rose from the dead, um, just as we are raised from spiritual death to spiritual life by the working of the, um, God the Father. And so this is predicated on this, the, the rest of these verses here, based on this one, this one statement, that if then you be risen with Christ, that there are, some, there are some things that are going to, that need to happen, or continuing to, we need to continue to grow in, is that when we face difficult times or whatever we may be facing, because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, um, I was rejoicing, and you know, you know, for the fact that the gospel went out last Sunday, and in my heart, and that you know that um, um, there were those uh, within our, with that were here that that uh, that did not know Christ, and it, then it then it heard uh, heard the plan of salvation, and um, then later that night. I got the phone call from Steve. I had no idea that was going to happen. None of us did. When you got that, when you first heard, we were we were all shocked. But how do we how do we prepare ourselves for those difficult times? When we when we hear those difficult conversations or when we when we hear something awful um, those those moments burn in our hearts I had a foster sister uh, grew up was in my family for two three years and my parents took her in and we loved her and cared for her I viewed her as my sister my my big sister, she was, I don't know, um, a few uh, five years, six years older than me. Um, she was gra- getting ready to graduate from high school, and I was, I think, uh, going into junior high, I believe. But anyway, she was older. Uh, long story short, she died in a car accident. And to this day, I can remember my mom picking up that phone and the scream. When I worked in and around the, the ER uh, years ago uh, in Spear, um, when parents, when mothers would come in and they had lost a son and hearing those blood-curdling screams, you know those 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 moments, they don't leave. But are you are you prepared to face tomorrow? Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We could get another phone call. You could get another phone call. You think of Job's life. One servant even couldn't finish. His next sentence before the next one came. It was bam, one right after another. 
And by the grace of God, there could have been another one. Ty's life could have been taken. We could have had a back-to-back funeral, but God chose not to. Praise the Lord. And so, are you prepared? Are you preparing and spending? And are we? I know this is simple, and I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but are we really seeking? It says here, seek on those things that which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. This that our that our focus that we should be that we should be seeking above to and that <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know, I am allergic to something. Every time I come up here, things happen. <laughs> Sorry. Um uh, our our focus to seek those things which are above, and that word that word seek there has the idea of uh, to be striving for that that when we are that when we are going before God that we are striving that we are driven that we you're you're on a mission that you are seeking. I don't think my wife my my. My, no, I don't think she'll mind me sharing this. This was a little while ago. But uh, we were going ready. I think we are going on a trip or something or a day trip or something. And, and uh, we were making sure that we had everything. And, and honest, I'm the one who's usually going back inside the house on a trip. But there was, uh, she noticed that there was a missing. She was like, and she knew she had it there, but it wasn't there. And she went back in the house and couldn't find it and couldn't find it. And, and uh, eventually she found it. And, you know, as, we, as you find yourself, let's say, like in a situation that you're striving to seek and you are doing everything you can to find that particular thing because it has value. It's, it's important. And so we are to be striving for to be uh, we are to be driven to be to be seeking the lord and with that purpose and um over in uh second uh second corinthians in chapter uh chapter 4 second corinthians in, in chapter 4 uh verse 15 it says for all things are for your sake. For all things are for your sake. Wow. All things are for your sake. That the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving, oh, there's that word thankfulness again. Thanksgiving of many redound to the, Lord, to the glory of God, for which... Cause for what? Excuse me. For which cause we faint not, but through our in through our outward man yet perish, though the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, this is all going to be just for a moment. By the way, worketh a far more exceeding. It's like a double word there. Far more and exceeding 
in eternal value or weight of glory. While we look not, don't be looking not at the things that are seen, the things that are around us, the situations that we find ourselves in as a body or whatever it may be. Our focus is not on that, which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. Those things that are seen that we love, that we grow to love. I can remember a, a sermon I heard back in, uh, in back in school. I think it was, yeah, it was during um, Bible conference by a um, evangelist, I believe, uh, Jerry Savinsky. I believe his name was. Or in, oh, is he's still he's still around, but uh, uh, his wife had an illness. Term I don't know if it was cancer. I don't quite remember, but things were quite dire at the time. And he, as he was driving home from the hospital, he just prayed and he gave his wife to the Lord. As much as he loved his wife. It was for the Lord to take. And then he got home. And he saw his, his hose on the ground. He said, Lord, that's your hose. If you want it, you can take it. Lord, this is your house. If you want it, you can take it. So the things that we are looking at, we have some kind of value to. You know, this building that, we, that we're sitting in, it's all but temporal. It's going to go up in smoke. It's going to get destroyed. It's all but temporal. Your home, the, time, the things that we spend in our homes and the times that we spend or the activities outside the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, they're fun and well, and they have their place, but it's temporal. It's temporal. So for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things that which are not seen are eternal. And we need to be focused on and we need to be seeing the things that are not seen, especially today, especially this week, that we need to be seeing God. How do we see God? By looking for Him. We need to already be looking for Him. Now is not the time to start. It should have already been happening. For those that maybe that, that, that this is a wake-up call, my heart goes out to them. Beca- um, because you know what? God is, not a, um, God is not a good luck charm. This, your Bible is not a genie where you just pick it up when difficult time comes and rub it and expect a blessing from God. God's it's a continual process. And as you and as we maybe look back to 2020 and the different things that, that we faced and we thought everything was fine this time of year in January and February and things started to turn and and uh, you know and as Christine and I were concerned for the welfare of our our daughter and not you know, and not knowing and getting her back from China and hopefully that she would be un, not, un, or um, didn't contract any 
you know, the COVID or whatever, or getting out of that, getting out of that state or that country, and 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 dealing with that, we had no idea. But oh, but you know, she was in God's hands. I can remember dropping her off at the airport in Boston when she left, and I just said, "Lord, she's yours. There's nothing I can do if something happens. I can't protect her. I can't jump in the way." But these things are God's. And the Lord gives them to us and he blesses us with them. But sometimes he takes them away to show us that he is God and he is sovereign. Because whether there is five or ten people this morning or whether there's 80 people this morning, it's all his. He can take it away just like that. Or he could bless, but it's his it's his doing. And if the Lord blesses us with a lot of people, let's not be trusting in the people. The you know, I know the um I don't know how to say that rightly. I think you know what I'm saying. To not trust in that, but to still have our focus on the on, on, on God as if it was our last time with God. And so, but, but, fo- but the things at which are, but we need to be focusing on the things that which are not eternal. And so as we go and how we are looking, we see that focus there and going back to, once again, Colossians. So we seek those things that which are above. Where are those things seated? At the right, it's, um, seek those things which, which are above where Christ sitteth, where Christ is sitting. His work is complete. He is, he, his work is finished. He is sitting now at the throne room of God. The time that he is going to Get up, if you will, is the time when he comes to catch his bride in the air. But right now he is, he is sitting. He is positioned at the right hand of God. That he has the keys of death and hell. That he is the one in control. Why? Because he, he, he's the one who paid that price. He's, he's in he's He's God. And so, he, he, as Christ is sitting, uh, Christ is our grace, our hope, our love. Um, and once again, he is sitting. This shows that, our, that his redemptive work is done. And then when we go to pray, to go before the throne room, as we as we. Uh, seek him that he is there he sits for us as our advocate he intercedes for us on our behalf to the father and that we need to have our once again our our focus set upon him and be be driven towards that not only that is we need to have our set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth and this goes towards our thoughts. So once again, 
our eyes are our eyes becoming more focused as well as our mind stayed on the things of God are the thoughts set your affections set your affections on things above the things that we not only that the things not only we strive um, the things that we not only strive for but we that we are mindful of the things that we are thinking of this whole this word set your affection here is has in the Greek has to do with what we are thinking our mind or what are mindful of or what we are medit what we think about during the day because it's one thing to spend time in God's word but what do we do with it after the fact Okay, we have our, if you will, we have our God and I time. Well, that's God and I time, and now it's the rest of the day is my time. Or now this is God time, and the rest of the week is my time. No, our thought life needs to be on the Lord Jesus Christ, and we need to have our thought life or our affections, if, as it says here, on the Lord Jesus Christ, on, on um, to be mindful of of things above again these uh and so uh there's this uh quote by this man named Lightfoot he says you must not only seek heaven but you must think heaven you must not only seek heaven but you must think heaven remember that in um in uh, Ephesians, and I believe it's chapter 2, it says that we are seated together in heavenly places. It's not that, not that we are there physically right now. We are positionally there. And our mindset, our affection, that we should be thinking and meditating and acting as if we are there because we are children of God. And so our, our affections should be those things. Our affections are those things that have the seat of our hearts and what we think about and what is most valuable to us. So what the, what the uh, heart affections are will dictate what has real value. It's supposed to be on the, it's not to be on the temporal, but the eternal. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew uh, chapter 6 and verse, um, you know what, let's just start in verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, neither where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, nor where thieves Thieves do not break through or steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. What you value, what you, where, your, where your thoughts are, what you're thinking about right now is what you are valuing. And what we think about throughout the day from, from 
uh, setting our heart on the Lord Jesus Christ and spending time with him and throughout the day. And, and, the, and again, uh, setting our heart on our, on the, our affections, on what we think about. That's the real value because that's where our heart is, what we treasure. And our treasure should be on things that aren't seen. Even the ones whom we love and we care about. And so the light of the, and so then he goes to this illustration here in verse 22. It says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness that eye there that it's referred to is that gateway to the mind, or if you will, the body. So as if our eye is misaligned and what we are taking in and what we are pondering goes to our mind and what we are thinking, if it be evil, then our whole body is is full of evil. Therefore, if that light, therefore, um, excuse me, if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? And it goes on to say, no man can to, to serve two masters. Either will hate the one or love the other. Um, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And so, our, our thought life cannot be split. We can't say we really, truly are, are focused on the things of God when we have, when our treasure or what we value is circumventing our, our walk with the Lord. And we are saying here that since we are risen with Jesus Christ, we are made alive in him. We're not a made, we're not, I'm made alive of ourselves because ourselves should be dead. Our, ourselves should be dead. And so that goes to our next verse. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. This word hid, and we'll close with this, is that idea of protection. Protection. You think of if you had a ball here and you, you cover it up with a cup, that your your life is hid. Your life is hid with Christ in God. So if you had a ball, your life is that ball. You got it there. You got one cup over that cup, and then you and then it's in God, and then you got God over that. And so your life, your your life, there is nothing else around around it from the world standpoint should be affecting our life. Our life is separated from the world. And so that goes to te- really our protection. And that it, it um, addresses our, that in, in John chapter 10, 29, that no man shall pluck them out of, out of my hand. And uh, Romans 8, 29, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. 
And uh, over in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And so, uh, being hid, excuse me, hid being in, hid in being raised in Christ, that our that we have our minds and our focus hidden from the world and Jesus Christ. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it is the issues of life. That we, are, that we have this, this protection from the world to be separated from the world. That our focus doesn't become on the on the things of this earth, but on the things above. And so, and, and also from the bondage of sins, because Romans chapter 6, verse 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under law, but under grace. And so we, we see these, we, we read this here to remind ourselves Again, that we are risen with Christ. We serve a risen Savior. And that even as we face difficult times, or even now, or as we look towards the new year, possibly our country changing in a direction that is further away from the Lord Jesus Christ than it already is, that we need to continue to seek that which those things are above, to keep our focus off the things of this world. Because this world hates our Savior. It despises Him. And then not only that, not only to be looking, but to be thinking on those things. To be, to be thinking on those things. So, once again... <clears throat> In order for spiritual growth, one's eyes must be focused on one's must uh, excuse me, one's eyes must be focused and one's minds must be stayed on the things of God. And so our eyes so the question again is are our eyes becoming more focused as we grow close as we are walking with our Savior, or is it being veered off by other things? as well as our minds, what we think about on state on the things of God. Just a, just a quick little illustration. Uh, during the Olympics some years ago, there was a race, a Winter Olympics, and it was one of those races on, they were, uh, these Olympians were, on, they were skiers, and they were literally racing on skis side by side and it was the women's I believe it was the women's race and this uh this woman was or young young lady she was like almost at the finish line almost there you know she could you know that gold was almost was hers at that point she got so confident she began to look back getting your eyes off the prize. And because she looked back, she lost focus and slowed down just enough for her to lose first. And we need to be staying focused. 
And we need to have our eyes continually set on the Lord Jesus Christ and, and have our thoughts set on, set on the things of the Lord and, and to continue to grow. For when times such as these comes, that, that it, it's far easier because we know and we can have that assurance that, that we can truly say within our hearts that... Um, um, that God is in control, and that God and that God is a giver and He is a taker, and we can truly bless the name of the Lord, and that we can truly be thankful in all things as we walk with Him. Let's pray. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, we do thank you for Your Word. We thank you for the comfort and the joy that it brings. Also, we thank you for the challenges that it brings and. And the Lord, as we face a new year, and as well as the loss of a of a brother in Christ, Lord, that our focus might be stayed upon you, Lord, that our that our that our hearts might be continued to be stayed upon you, as time goes forward, Lord, um, in the uh, months ahead and maybe even this time last year, Lord. And Lord, we know that our hearts are, are seeking you now as the Archibald are and, and, uh, and, and, and getting, great, getting comfort from you, Lord. I just pray that even, even in the months ahead, Lord, that our hearts would still be just as close and striving to, to seek you, to be looking to you for guidance and direction. Lord, that we not that we would not be slack in our walk with you, Lord. That that as we come into uh, January of next year, Lord, that we might be able as as you allow that we might have a continued spiritual uh, growth in our life as a, as individuals and as and as a body of Christ here at Baker River, and. Uh, We'll give you all the glory and the praise. We ask these things in your name we pray.